The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 20th, 2017, season 13, episode number 58. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Of course, Grumpy Dave sitting over there scowling at me, and I not, don't know why. I'm not grumpy. I don't know what I did today, I but... do anything. Whatever I did, you I'm didn't sorry. didn't do anything. Why is, sorry. Why you gotta start like that? Because you're sitting there looking like this look on your face like... Hmm. It's early, and I was out late last night. Oh. It's always good. Tiny Jim. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today, Amber? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I am show? tired. Like, like, my eyes a, just want to shut. You're such a dad. Like, <laughs> Get up, sleepyhead. I was I've out late, I've been too. awake since 6 o'clock. I know. I was out late. Things. I'm not tired. Let's go. You, you got up early, ran, yeah, cooked did. breakfast, ate it. Did. Yeah, absolutely good. <laughs> Nick, how are you? Tell these young people how to do it. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I like, know Nick. Not a, is not a good example. He's firmly not, on our side of this. Probably so. Nick is I, not a morning person, like at all. Not really. Never. Definitely don't want to get my first text from you. Why? Did you get your first text from me? Yes. Was that your first text? Uh, yeah, seven fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's number one. You often text people before seven fifteen? No, if, it if wasn't work that related. Early. Yeah, absolutely. I like Kent, to get you guys going. Kent got in there too. I mean, it was he did you and me and Kent. Yeah, it was good. good. It was good. We all hey. had a good morning. All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. Um, let's start first with this injury report. And uh, it's dwindled down to basically one lone person <laughs> that, that we've been talking about. Cheeto Bay, uh, still on the injury list, still did not practice yesterday. Uh, Tyron Smith practiced fully, expect that he's going to play. What, what should we think at this point about Cheeto Bay? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let Dave answer. I'm just a little bit over the top here. You want to go off on you, I mean, if you want to do that. Mark West White, ready. I think I think this guy needs to go on injury reserve. I really do. You've been I, saying that for a few weeks, and I I kind of scoffed at it at first, like okay, whatever. But now I'm starting to wonder if if maybe it's not a bad idea. But you don't really need roster spots. That's why it probably doesn't help you much, right? Well, I mean, but you need him to play, right? Because they they clearly don't really want Ben Wickery to play. I mean, they they've been trying different ways to to get this done without him playing. So, and I don't know. I mean, I just feel like you need somebody now. Now Cheeto. He's interesting because he can play two positions, and and you just want to see him on the field. And I guess if you know if they could just put him on the put him down for the four or five weeks, you know, and and then it's not eight weeks. Well, it's fun. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and I definitely disagreed with that when you said it. But if they'd put him on IR right after the Denver game, he'd, right. he'd almost be back. I think this would be his fifth week right. on IR, so he'd be able to practice next week. And he'd probably be able to play against the Chiefs or something like that, but they didn't do it. And it doesn't seem severe enough that you need to do it. He just you he don't just think can't get right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's it's not like you know it's not like he's been out for five weeks. He'll be out for a week and then come back. And that's what I was saying yesterday. It just always seems like he re aggravates it. But it's one of those things that you think you're feeling good and you are feeling good, and then you get out there and play and uh, here it is again, and you feel it kind of. You know, one wrong movement, it just pulls your muscle and which is, you're hurt again. Which is why, you know, Garrett and, and, the, and the coaches always talk about how deliberate. I, 
I say cautious, they insist on deliberate, but they want to be deliberate with these soft tissue injuries because, you know, a lot of times, you know, the player can be his own worst enemy in that scenario because he wants to play, he feels good, so he goes out there and he's not actually ready. Uh, but I, you know, Cheeto's a rookie who has been dealing with this for most of the season. He did not practice yesterday. I would be stunned if he plays in this game. Um, so you have an open roster spot, as Nick just said. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me to call up a defensive lineman when you're not really facing a lot of injuries there. Like, if you called up Lewis Neal or Richard Ash, you might even just make him a game day inactive. So why yeah. do it at all? Right. Um, so Marquez White is a guy that makes a lot of sense if they decide they need an extra cornerback. You know, and, and also um, when you think about defensive tackle, I mean, they Pia is out, but they, they've done it without – David Irving and 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 had that many guys. So now basically Irving just comes back for Paya and you still have Price, you yeah. still have Collins and then you have whatever you want to do with Crawford inside. So it kind of is the same if they want to go that route. Yep. You positive news for the injury report is Tyron Smith. Yep. Um practiced in full and so you know this might be one of those things. I think it was 3 or 4 years ago, maybe more than that. Brady James, Keith Brooking seemed like every Wednesday did not practice. And then it's a lot more than three or four years ago. It was probably I like was gonna six. say that's a little bit of waste. Remember when I mentioned that I found the Rolando jersey at the uh, yeah. sale? I'm looking through the rack and I come across a 51, and I was like, "They're selling Wilbur stuff." No, it was Keith Brooking. Keith Brooking I was yeah. like, "This is old." Like Keith Brooking, I was still in. If you gave, I was in, I was in college when it, Keith Brooking played here. If uh, you gave an Abe Lincoln for that, would you get change? I hope so. I don't, I didn't. How much is that? Much is what? How much are you charging for a Keith, Keith Brooking, Brooking jersey? I would hope less than five dollars. Yeah, $5. I'm thinking that's a five dollar. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking okay. at, at the height of his career, <laughs> here, it should have been around five dollars. Like I don't know that he was ever a yeah. real guy that a guy that made jerseys run off the. All right, line. let's be honest here. Uh, our favorite broadcaster, how much is his jerseys going? For? Uh, they had a whole rack of Romo stuff that was uh, ten dollars. Oh, but I $10. think dollars. Well, I think that's Why not nine. I think eh, that's a good sales. I think that's that's a special situation, though, where, you know, it's the sample sale for Cowboys employees. Like, I feel like they wouldn't sell it that low to the public. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. We get a lot of special deals around here. Yeah, we get perks. Perks. Sorry about it. Love it. All right. um, So let's talk about inactives. We've got um, I think there are probably four names. Well, let me back up. I think there are probably three names that we feel really good about saying will be active. And I think that would be Cooper Rush. Darren McFadden, and I think we all agree, uh, Cheeto Bay will be the third. Now, uh, the next, I would think, and I wouldn't get your opinion, is Noah Brown. I assume he's going to be inactive, but you guys agree with that? You think mm. there's a, a chance he's active this week? Uh, I mean, it, he's one of those guys that it would be better to go backwards and try to figure okay. out the other spots just because they do want to play him. They like him. They want to play him. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense right I, now. I think there's a bunch of guys that fall in this category. And let me just read off some of the names, and you guys tell me. I know I definitely think he's in, or no, we should probably hold on him. Um, Justin um, Lillard, uh, Kayvon Frazier, uh, Benet Benwickery, um, Taco Charlton, Byron Bell possibly. Um, these are all kind of names I'm throwing out there. It's going to be tough this week because the Cowboys have had a lot of injuries up until this point. They're virtually injury-free at this point. So, right at this point going into this week. 
So now it makes it a lot tougher to figure out those inactives. Of those names, knowing that, again, we have three that we feel pretty certain will be there, who are the other four you think would be there? I, I think we need to go Byron Bell. Taco. You think, <laughs> you think Byron Bell for sure? You think, Coach? Not for sure, but I, I think that where it stands right now, you have you have Tyron. Because last, last game, Tyron was injured way more, uh, you know, he missed a lot more time yep. than this. And you're so a lot Lyle. more confident he plays. Yeah. What you're and Lyell was missing some time, too. And yeah. he, he's been full as well. So I just feel like you can go with Chaz and maybe the big guy. that if Chaz had to go in, he wouldn't Say, get hurt. In, you don't. In the first maybe you plays. sit. Ooh, maybe you sit Chaz. What? I just can't. Looney. Sorry. I see his face. I just forgot his <laughs> name. You know, but, maybe you sit Chaz Green. Anybody? No. And then go Bell and uh, Bell's Bell's Bell been and taking Looney. backup reps at left tackle. You think they would do that though? I don't know. Can Bell go either side, right or left tackle? He can play all four spots on the line, all all four non-center spots. I feel more secure in the fact that if he has to come in, he'd finish the game. That's yeah. All so, right, let's do it. Then. I'm I I just that's I don't, but I, well, I will say this though: I don't think he's the better player. I think Chaz is the better player. Okay, well, are we going with what we would want or what we think they would do? I'm, I think we're going with what, the, what we think they would do. I'm okay. always yeah, ever I gave only trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just it, It's tough this week because of Tyron. I mean, and you don't have an obvious answer, but I think you have to sit one of the offensive linemen. Yeah. You're not going eight this week. You would I don't think. think they have room with everything else they got to do. And with Chaz's injury – history and the fact that bell's been the guy they've been looking at with tyron sitting i just lean toward Chaz as as the guy that they tab there that's inactive i could be wrong but okay so one of those two Chaz green or byron bell yeah so that gets you to four um Noah brown out of those or you think Noah brown is still in maybe that bottom seven i agree with nick that it's i think they want noah brown to be active but it's hard to justify it like you kind of got to make the numbers work other ways one guy i i think uh march lillard is he's definite i think he's inactive okay so that gets you to five need two more Kayvon frazier was a guy that was inactive a couple weeks ago um and so what do you what do you think about him? Well, I think he leads the team in special teams tackles, and I think that's a little bit weird that they put him on um, inactive last week. But I I feel like you need him. Um, I I would like to keep him on the roster or on the. Active. Did they miss him much when he was inactive? You think? I I just no. I mean, not I necessarily. Significant. No. Let's be really honest right now. Okay. This would be easy if Taco was a fourth round pick. This would, this would be, be easy. easy if he right was, about that. If he wasn't the 28th overall pick. Yep. So, I, I mean, I get why you don't want to sit him, but it makes a lot of sense. But do you need the body, too? I mean, I, I think what, there was a question when you were talking about, you know, him or Tapper. But now that Tapper's not in the mix, do you kind of want that extra defensive end body, you know? You know, I— I think when you go back to last year and you remember that you know they were really high on Benson Mayowa and they signed him and he was a free agent acquisition and then they benched him for three weeks and I think if they need to get someone's attention I think they would do that and, and yes Taco w- would help uh, help him to be out there and play some but you know if if it, if it doesn't work out to go win this football game I think that you know he could be inactive and yeah. I think they would do it though. If they really, if they, if they really needed to do it, and it sounds like they kind of do this week, I think you could put them inactive. And I don't get the sense. You guys talk to the coaches 
and, and, and the players in the locker room quite a bit, and so you'll know more of this than I would, but I don't get the sense that the team is at all panicked by what they've seen from Taco. I don't think they're – I think they're kind of like, that's kind of the plan. Like, I, I honestly believe they think when he came in the door, this is what they were going to get for until they got him to the point where he was ready to, to yeah. play significantly. And, and I kind of think that. And I I don't think they're panicked about it, but I bet they thought that they could get more out of him than they have these first. Really? I mean – even and I, I've been I've been saying I've been on the taco team this whole time saying you know patience he's raw he needs to develop you shouldn't from the word go you shouldn't have expected this guy to be beasting right away but I mean six seven snaps per game and like one quarterback pressure let alone hit sack tackle whatever I mean that's you should be able to do more than that if you're a first round pick regardless of whether I mean, you're pick one or thirty two your special kind of talent if you're a first-round pick. And I don't think they're panicked, but I bet they're disappointed. You do? But is it more? Yeah. But I think what's going to happen here, and, and we, we did this back in, was it 2012? Was that the Frederick? 2013 was Frederick. Frederick and uh, Terrence Williams. You know, it's like, all right, would you rather have this guy? You know, it was it Eric Reed or maybe the uh, the Sharif Floyd? Kind of get the two for one, or you get kinda, two for yeah. one. And so, I, and I think you really have to think about this. Uh, Kevin King was there, and they could have taken him as well. But they, I think, in their mind that they knew that they were gonna they were gonna go ahead and get Jordan Lewis, probably ahead of what other people did, and and were were comfortable with. And so you're gonna have to go as all right, Taco and Jordan Lewis versus Kevin King, and then whoever you could have gotten in that what third round there. I don't know if Basham was there, Rivers. Or he, he was. Oh, oh, in the third? Probably yeah. not. I mean, none of the pass rushers that were there. Are... But it's going to be a combination there. And, and I think I think Jordan Lewis right now is playing better than Kevin King. And King was starting for the Packers. So to wrap the uh, the conversation around. Yeah, active, sorry. Ba- no, that's okay. But you, you basically need two more guys out of these four. Noah Brown, B'nai Ben-Wickery, Kayvon Frazier, or Taco Charlton. You need two. I'd go with Noah Brown. Taco. I, I, yeah, I don't want to sit Noah Brown, but it just makes sense. I mean, how and much? And who's your last one? Amber? So Noah, and then I would say Taco. I mean, honestly, I hear everyone's worry on Twitter, and I see it, all the messages, and everyone panicking about him, and I get it. But at the same time, it's like you look at the guys they've got right now on the on their defensive line, and they're pretty good. So I, I don't think... The Cowboys, you don't see them worrying so much in that aspect just because of the other guys that they do have and that they've been doing a decent job. And and also, Demarcus Lawrence was, I believe, the 34th pick in the draft. He was. And so 28th. I don't remember Demarcus really coming in and making a lot of big plays early. He got hurt. And the reason he got hurt is because Tyron Smith threw him down like some kid's doll. And he got and he got hurt and that was it for most of the season. Comes back, played okay, and then in the playoff game had a couple of nice plays against Detroit. So and Green Bay. So you're like, all right, something to get excited about. But it wasn't like he came right in and was and was really good from the start. So it's a development plan, and he needs to he needs to play. So he would be my last resort every week. I would try to get him in if I could. I agree. Yeah, I mean Taco or Benet. We're not answering the question. You, you know. <laughs> no, that's fine. It, Amber said she would take uh, Taco. 
You said taco or Benet. Taco and Benet. I would, or or Benet? No. I, or, or, I, would sit, those? I would sit Noah Brown and Ben Wickery. Okay. So tell me. Yeah, I like that too. Tell me what 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 does your defensive backs look like now with Ben Wickery and Cheeto out? You've got your starting corners are Brown, Scandrick, um, um, huh, and Jordan Lewis. And Jordan Lewis, yeah. So those those three. Then safety, you got Frazier. I'm not in order, but <laughs> Frazier, Jones, Heath, Woods. Seven guys. Am I missing someone? So at cor- I'm trying to think at corner. Are you missing anybody? I don't think you are. And I don't know. You're going into a game. Do we have three would, guys? You're going into a game three with corners? just three corners. Yeah. Now, of course, Woods slides down and plays uh, in the yeah. slot from time to time. But I, I don't know yeah. how I feel about that as, <laughs> as my fourth corner. Yeah, I think the last one's got to be get me, Kent. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go back and correct it. Taco, taco, taco. There we go. So you go with leave Taco. Ben you in. leave Ben Wait, Ben Mercury in. And I actually, I, I still think Frazier might be the guy because I think you got enough at safety. I, I understand what you're saying about what he does on special teams, but I don't know that they missed him the yeah. game that he was inactive. And I, I'm personally wanting to see more of Woods. So uh, if 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 he's out, then that gives me more time to see Woods back. There. I want to see more Woods too. Yeah, that's one way or the other. All right, let's take our first break. Let's come back, and I have a question for you guys. It's going to be one simple question with six different answers that you guys are going to have to put in numerical order of most important to least important. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios we're going to talk a little bit about the cowboys and san francisco 49ers that game kicks off at 305 central time this sunday uh cowboys looking for a win they are on two games losing skid here so they need a win here bad to a team that has not gotten a win all season but been close an awful lot so here's what i want to do 
I'm going to ask you guys one simple question, and then I'm going to lay out six different answers, and I want you guys to put them in order of what is going to be most important down to least important, all right? You'll understand when I give you the question. So the question is, if the Cowboys lose this weekend, it will be because. And here are your six answers, and I want you to put them in order of the most important reason why they would lose down to the least important reason why they would lose. I feel like you're asking a lot. <laughs> Six of them. I know. Damn. I know. I know that Amber will be able to handle this. I'm not so certain you're going to be able to handle all six. So I'll repeat them for you as much as you okay. want me to. When you start, and I'll even walk you through it if you want me. When to. you start throwing numbers in there, it's when I get confused. <laughs> get my notes right. out. Here so right. here we go. You ready, Nick? Thanks. All right. So if the Cowboys lose, it will be because. Here's your first answer. They could not control DeForest Buckner in the center of the defense. Here's your second answer. They could not stop Carlos Hyde running the ball. Here's your third answer. They didn't tackle well or consistently. Here's your fourth answer. They couldn't rattle the rookie QB and he got comfortable. Here's your fifth answer. They could not run the ball themselves. And your final answer. The wide receivers couldn't get open and they dropped too many balls. All I care about on that whole list is uh, the Carlos Hyde one. So that's number one for you. Yeah. All right. Isn't, isn't, too, isn't that one is the same, almost the same as no tackling? Yeah, I was going to say that too. Could be. You, what actually I thought about when I thought about the no tackling was more what you found uh, in Denver early in that game where the receivers, and you talked about this yesterday with a guy like Pierre Garcon, mm-hmm. he's not a big play guy, but he certainly catches a lot of balls. And if you're not tackling well, he can take up four-yard, five-yard gain, and now it's a 15-yard gain. And that's what we saw a lot at the early parts of the Denver game was it wasn't that the receivers were downfield uh, making a lot of catches. They were catching five, six-yard balls, but they weren't able to tackle them, and they turned that into a 10- or 15-yard game. That's what I thought about. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, the running is important, but I do think it affects the passing game as well. Uh, or We've seen it affect the passing game here. With done. The- all right. <laughs> He's done. He got all six. Cool. I only need one. But so I'll let play the game. That's not the game. I'll let Nick go first. All right. So it, it's most. Tell me, tell me again what okay, the. So, so in order of this one, and actually you can go bottom up. So let's start with the one that's least important to them losing the game, and then all the way up to the one that will kill them if they Buckner can't do it. Least Buckner's the least important. Okay. To me, because I think that as as good as he has been, he's going to face something better this week. Even if he's on the rights. His right side. He'll be fine. I mean, this this team will they'll block him. All right. That, that's my least concern. I'm not saying he won't be a factor. I love, like, I love it when Nick. I love it when Nick's just it. like, "This is what's going to happen because it's going to happen." Yeah. No. Right, no. This is it. Like. I'm, no. No. I'm just right. saying that uh, these six. That's, okay. That's the one I'm least concerned. Least concerned about. All right. Do I keep going or? Is yes. It, oh, go okay. Ahead. And then uh, before that, it'll be no, no tackling. Oh, so you feel good about the tackling? Well, sort of, but I mean. I really feel like it's going to be more about the Carlos Hyde thing, so which I got him a little bit higher. So overall, on the tackling, I think they'll be fine there. Okay. Uh, then the one I'm somewhat concerned about would be receiver drops. I think they'll kind of do a little bit better there. My third one would be rookie uh, getting comfortable. I think once he starts getting into a rhythm and then maybe he starts running the ball a little bit, uh, that could hurt him. Carlos Hyde was number two, and then number one would be that they couldn't run. That's the biggest yeah. concern. If you can't run the football against this team – then, and I know that they're better on uh, against the run, but that's where the Cowboys' bread and butter is. They've got to run the football. That's got, that's number one. If they can run the ball, 
they can play downhill. They can they can force the rookie quarterback. And because then if you run the ball and get points, then Carlos Hyde's not going to be running as much. You put more pressure on the quarterback. Run the ball. I like it. Amber. Um let me see. I would go with I'm I know I'm missing one. I don't know how I missed it again after Nick just going over it, but you'll drop that one in yeah, I'll after drop I that say one the yeah, ones I have. Sure. All right. When you said uh, can't run the ball, you're talking about the Cowboys, right? Cowboys can't run the ball. Okay. I would say Carlos Hyde. Is number is the most or least? I'm going up, yeah. Highest to lowest. Highest to lowest. Yeah. Okay, so Carlos Hyde is Car- number one Carlos for the same Hyde, as Dave. Yeah. Right. Carlos Hyde, wide receivers dropping the ball. Okay. Then I would go with Buckner. Okay. Then no tackling. And then Cowboys not being able to run the ball. All right. Rattle r- the, the rookie QB. Being rookie. Able to rattle the rookie QB. So where would you put him? We'll put um, that. That's the one you miss. You know what? Uh, I would put him right in the middle. Okay. So you, you're saying that if the Cowboys <clears throat> rush for 175 yards, they'll still, they could still lose the game. Like, that's not going to be a big factor. No, well, it's happened before. <laughs> I know. I know it's happened before. But that's what you're saying. Basically. Okay. I mean, if they lose, to me, the Cowboys will lose this game uh, because of themselves. Like, it's not because the 49ers are going to dominate them and, you know, beat them up and score all these points and stuff. If the Cowboys lose, it's because, once again, it was their own fault. They made errors that they shouldn't have made and didn't get the victory. Yeah, turnovers should be on here, too, and that would be up there really high. But Really? I think so. I think if they turn the ball over, like she's saying, if they they beat themselves and give give the 49ers a short field, which is giving them some confidence, I think that would be something that would you know that would be really tough for the Cowboys to overcome. That's my number one thing would be turning the ball. The over. only reason I didn't put that on there is because they don't seem to have been a team this year that's gotten a ton of turnovers. Turnovers um, come in bunches, even though <laughs> that's what they tell me. Even though the Cowboys have given them some costly turnovers. Um, they, they this team doesn't seem to be one that takes advantage of getting a lot of turnovers. But anyway, Dave, go ahead and give us your uh, your list. Here's the thing, and uh, I wasn't being a smart aleck. I mean, I was. Yes, yeah, I was. But all I care about on that list is stopping Carlos Hyde, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because everything you just said, all those factors, I think, play off that. If the Cowboys can't run the ball, this is the 27th-ranked pass defense in the league. I think Dak Prescott can... This is a case where I think Dak Prescott can carry the Cowboys if he needs to. DeForest Buckner gets the better of the Cowboys. Again, I don't think you have to overwhelm them with the running game to be able to win this game. And I've seen Dak play well despite Aaron Donald being on top of him for a whole game. So that doesn't bother me. Um, C.J. Beathard, if he's one-dimensional and Carlos Hyde's not running the ball, I don't think he's going to be in a groove. I don't think he's going to throw the ball 50 times in this game and just look great and win. He's only going to be good if the running game and Carlos Hyde is chugging. Um, what uh, what else? What did I forget? Um, wide receivers. Cowboys oh, oh wide receivers. Yeah, again. Um, but that goes to your point. Like you said, I think Dak can, can, can do it. If the receivers aren't doing their part, this is, then this defense does not wow me. I just, I'm not. I think the Cowboys will be able to score points in this Don't game. Don't get too confident. At will, I at, maybe not at will, but the Cowboys should score 27 or more points in this game. I don't think that's asking too much. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Of course I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel right now. And so the tackling doesn't bother you at all? Well, and the tackling goes back to Carlos Hyde. I, I mean, if, if they're not tackling and stopping him, then yeah, that's going to be a problem. So, I mean, if you want to throw that in there, sure, that's too. But I think if you bottle him up and don't let them move the ball easily like that, which will make their quarterback more comfortable, which will eat up the clock, um, tire the defense out, as we've seen before, um, then I think I think they'll be fine if they can play respectably against the run. That's so the really key here is you got to stop Carlos Hyde. You stop him, you win the game. It's I think it's the only uh, unless they just unless they're just plus five in turnovers and it's one of those like wacky games. Yeah, that's their only hope to win is if they can just batter the Dallas defense and just run the ball. Um, and I think Carlos Hyde's capable of doing that, especially the way the Cowboys have played defense the last couple of weeks. So. I hope, you know, I hope Sean Lee and Hitchens and the defensive line eat their Wheaties because I think that's everything else I think will take care of itself if they can do that. It's clear Carlos Hyde is the guy that you think is the, the biggest nemesis for the Cowboys. Amber and, and Nick, who you think is the biggest nemesis player? Who's the player you're most that you would most think the Cowboys need to be concerned about uh, neutralizing in order to get a win? I, I would agree. Uh, he was my number two guy on that list. I mean, I, I don't think C.J. Anderson is one of the greatest backs in the league, and he looked like one. Against, I think Carlos Hyde's a better and, back than him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so better I, than Aaron Jones too. Yeah, Aaron Jones, True. and you know, I mean, the, and Todd Gurley is is one of the good young backs, and he 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 had one of the best days in ever against the Cowboys. You know, I mean, I, I went back and looked at it. Only three players. He's the third player ever, Gurley, was to go 90 and 90 on uh, receiving and rushing in the same game against the Cowboys. Not bad. Yeah, and the first since Edron James. Yeah, I was going to say, was one of those backs from the Ed- Ravens? Did one of the backs from the Ravens do that? Not 90 and 90. Zeke didn't do that against the Steelers last year? Well, I just said against the Cowboys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. against I the Cowboys. Thought, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I missed uh, But Yeah, he did. Okay. He, he did uh, do that, but... He didn't have a whole lot though. After on top of that, eighty-three though. I no, which is, you only need six more. Yeah, I think he more. had ninety-five yards in that in that as a receiver. But I'm just saying, he 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 had a great game against the Cowboys. But you know, Anderson did as well. Aaron Jones did. So was it what was last year? They didn't they have any hundred yard rushers on them. None. No. None. Not a single. So one. now we've got three in five games. Awesome. <laughs> Lovely. So and stop him. Tackling and, wasn't higher on the list. Stop him, and <laughs> I assume limit. Like I said, limiting high. What's and yours? Tackling, go huh? ahead. What's your list? One to six. What's my list? Okay, yep. I can give you my list. Um, Here you go. I would pro- I would probably say. Um, well, I'm gonna go bottom to top. I would say the least important of those is uh, rattle the rookie QB because I honestly just think at the end of the day he's that's a rookie QB. You ought to be able to beat him. Even if he gets on a little bit of a roll, it's going to depend on too many other things for him to win, I think. Uh, the next one, I think, would be um, the wide receivers couldn't get open and drop too many balls. I think that's somewhat of a problem. I don't think it's a big enough problem against a, game, a team that, that I don't think will score a whole bunch anyway. Um, the next one would probably be uh, control to force Buckner because I think even if your defensive tackle, even if defensive, defensive tackle is giving them fits, I don't know that there's anybody else along that front that – can take advantage of that as well. So if the Cowboys give him a little help, then I think you're, you're probably okay. Uh, next one I would probably say would be um, didn't tackle well. Not because I don't think it's important, but I just think the others are more important. Um, and then I would finalize it with the last two. And I think stopping the run with Carlos Hyatt 
is lesser than the Cowboys getting running the ball. I think if the Cowboys get into a groove, I think last year their ability to run the ball was the reason why everything else worked. And I don't mean just running the ball from the standpoint of the numbers. I mean, at times when they want to be able to run the ball, they run the ball. Being able to run on first downs and get significant yards on first downs, those things helped last year. And I think this year those are two areas where I don't think they necessarily – I don't think they can necessarily just line up and run when they want to, and I certainly don't think they're running very well on first down. So I think that if, if they can get back into a groove where running is what they do and they can do it at will against teams, even when teams know that they want to run, then I think that's when everything else will flow from it. I think the defense will be better because of it. I think the passing game will be better because of it. If you go back to last year and pick like the most five pivotal plays that changed the whole season, I think that Navarro Bowman getting hurt against the Cowboys was one of them. Really? Because, yeah, they, they had control of that game. That was a dogfight game that, that they were – I don't know if they were leading at that point, but it was definitely a close game, and he got hurt. He was out. Next thing you know, it was Zeke for 20, Zeke for 12, Zeke for 15, Zeke, 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 touchdown. The whole game changed. And that was really the first time he really had a – well, I guess the Bears game was before that. Yeah. Bears and then and then first road game that he really played uh, well. <laughs> and um, and I think I think it changed everything there. It kind of changed their, their dynamic of, hey, we are a team that could just kind of run down your throat. But when Bowman left, it changed it all. So he's definitely left and – Seem like he's a pretty good factor for the Raiders. You know, he comes in there and starts calling hey, plays. That's something to watch in this game, though, is Reuben Foster, yeah. uh, who's, you know, he's not 100%. He's a guy to keep an eye on, but uh, you would think that makes them a little more susceptible if he can't go. He He's one of the reasons why they cut Bowman, right? Yeah. I mean, just because he's the young guy and he's going to play and Bowman didn't want to sit. And- right. But you know, and he made the right choice because he went to Oakland and he he was calling plays on a short week. I mean, they they what they signed him. He's playing on Thursday night and, and he's he's the defensive leader. He wouldn't have done that for Dallas. I don't know what his role would have been, but it wouldn't have been calling plays. Yeah, good point. But still, would have been nice to have. He was making plays out there. Yeah, whatever. Would have been definitely uh, nice to have. All right, let's um, let's go ahead and take our final break. It's a little early, but let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, let's get to some questions. You guys give us a call. The number is 214-872-2102. Again, it is 214-872-2102, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8 with an infinity edge-to-edge screen that's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together like Texas and football, silver and blue. 
shotgun formations, and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Nicholas, take it away. Put Tommy John on your end zone. Underwear that's guaranteed to never ride up. Trust me, I wear it. It's nothing like you'll ever worn before. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear. It's free. Guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Sounds like it's a read for like monster trucks. Well, that was disturbing. Kinda, for it reminded some me. It reminded me of the DJ at a certain type of establishment. Oh, That's what it reminded. What kind of establishment? Shots, shots, shots. We don't have to go there. No. Nope. Coming on stage is welcome to the main stage. Uh-huh. I don't like that voice. <laughs> Please right. tip your waiter. Sorry. Well, you know, you guys were didn't like the the fact that I was just trying to get through the read. And yeah, I thought that was a good read. Actually, I, I, it was good. Amber didn't like it. Sunday, Sunday, but Sunday. Amber's in the great demographic on these, so doesn't work. Doesn't matter, does it? Yes, not. Do you think men like it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I don't know. Do I Maybe. think what? Us, Do I think man like what? Get us out of here. <laughs> get us out of this he's, segment. He's telling me I'm not in the demographics for this. I'm saying, okay. Do you think man liked your, that voice you just made? I don't care. <laughs> Steer us, steer okay. us back into the road, Derek. I just sometimes I like to just sit in this kind of moment. I never fails just to see how it goes because there's usually something funny that comes out of it, you know. All right, let's uh, let's get into some questions. You guys call us 214-872-2102. Again, it's 214-872-2102. or hit us on uh, Twitter at Cowboys Break. We got a call from Josh in Florida. Josh, what up? How's it going, Derek? How you doing, man? Pretty good. Uh, just quick question uh, for you guys. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, uh, are we? Is that a? Uh, is that going to be like a permanent change, or are we going to still see? Uh, are we going to see Chaz Green in the future? And I'll just hang up and all right with you guys. Thanks for the call. It's funny you say that. Uh, J- Jason Garrett is never gonna. He's never going to admit that something like that is settled because it's have your best Wednesday, have your best Thursday. There's always competition. Uh, but by Tommy John. It, <laughs> It certainly right. seems like Jonathan Cooper has taken the starting left guard job. I mean, he's working with the first team this week. He's started the last two weeks. Uh, last time they played, Chaz was completely healthy, and he still started. And that's, you know, Garrett basically is like, well, there's always there's always a competition, but Jonathan Cooper will be working <laughs> with the first team at practice. It's like, you can just say it, man. Like, you can just okay say, say it. it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for the, for the time being... Uh, you know, barring an injury or some really bad play on his part, it seems like he has the job right now. Coaches say that stuff when it when it's convenient for them, right? And, but like when he says, "I don't like to compare players," you compare players every second of the day. That's what you do. You compare the fact that Dak Prescott is better than Kellen Moore, so that's why he takes all the. Re- I mean, every it's always about comparing players. So it, 
the I, competition. He just doesn't thing. want to compare players publicly. He just doesn't want to have a soundbite of him yes. saying something that could be perceived as Jason Garrett didn't want to talk about the mechanics of the read option in his press conference yesterday. He was like, well, we don't want to get into the strategy of all that. And Todd Archer was like, asked him right there. He was like, what could you possibly think you're going to give away about how you hand the ball off to a running back? Like, <laughs> I could see the look on Todd's oh, face. Oh, it was great. Kind of like, it's just like, come on, man. You got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off the recorders. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that off, off the record. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get another question. Uh, let's get a question from Twitter now. Okay. This one is kind of long, so just bear with me. Does Joe Looney have, quote unquote, <laughs> a prayer of a chance? At getting any snaps at left guard other than an injury happening to Green or Cooper. He played an extended goal line short yardage role last year. Is he nowhere near Green or Cooper's level? If we were going to see that happen short of injury, I think we would have seen it by now. Like, he's pretty firmly entrenched as jumbo guy slash backup center slash emergency guard. I mean, the... During training camp, when they were trying to figure out what they were going to do there, I that's mean, what I'm I, saying. I Andre Gerard's name was mentioned they, a couple they, times. They gave every single guy on the team that they thought could do it a look, and Joe wasn't really none of, of them. And none of them, yeah. Which you know, and you so, know, no, no prayer of a chance. I, I don't. I mean, you know, yeah. At the, I'm not trying to sound glib or whatever, but I don't. I don't see that happening unless something drastic happens. You think his face has something to deal with being like? Are you? Tough enough for this job? Definitely What's not. What's wrong with his face? Because he's just so jolly. He's a, he's a, What's wrong with that? No, he's silly. I, she asked the he's question. So, he's silly. So you don't. I love him. I love him. That's why I love. I, I do too. I, mean, I love Joe Looney. I, I think he's. I think he's great. But oh, man. I, I honestly don't think that would. It's disrespectful. Man. That would matter. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke Elliott's silly. He's good. Joe, there's not. There no, are pretty silly. No, he's pretty good. Are you kidding? He's got a point. No, it's not the same kind of silliness. Okay, Zeke. You're is, trying to say you're trying to say that Joe is is more goofy than he is goofy. You can't compare the two. Zeke is a goofy dude. Have you spent time in that locker room? Like he's no. a weirdo. Um, <laughs> no, not the same level. There's nothing more terrifying than when Joe Looney calls the huddle for the second team offense. Just if anybody wanted to know, why? What does he do? He barks huddle like, but it sounds demonic. He's like. <laughs> Like you can hear it from like fifty yards away, it's terrifying. It's, I, so I don't love, tell me, don't tell me, Joe. Luzzi you say it's demonic. It's sat like I'm serious. Listen for it. So I mean, the goofy guys also. Demon- oh, I love watching him because as goofy as he is, when he's in there and he takes that role of being aggressive and you know he's playing tough, it's like a completely different guy. But it's still hilarious to see it. Even yeah, that was like the serious. funny day when he got into the fight. Like, it was like <laughs> Joe fighting? Joe, Why is Joe what, fighting? What are you doing? What did somebody do to Joe to make yeah. him want to fight? Okay, guys, do you guys think that Ryan Switzer will have his first career touchdown in kick punt return no. against the 49ers? No. No hope? Nick said they're the best in the league at punt coverage, yeah. right? What they do. I haven't seen anything that suggests hey, that. And you the know best. that. Crazy punt. prediction? No yeah. hope in crazy. <laughs> No. Can get a um, little crazy. That's right. I'm going to I'm gonna have to see it. Let's get a phone call from Horace in Atlanta. Horace, what up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey, been listening to you, and I, I really love the shows, and especially the uh, the attorney that came on. Appreciate that. Thanks. Hey, I, I, one thing I think that you could add to your list, Derek, uh-huh. is coaching uh, blowing time management. 
because I believe that they lost that game last week because of that play call. I mean, if he runs that ball, we win the game. They can't. They don't have enough time. We win the game if you just run that ball by and you let them use their timeout. So I think that is key. Second of all, we really got to get better. I think, and Nick, you you've mentioned this before. We have to get some big name players on defense. We can't just have a bunch of no names giving a bunch of effort, which is good. We want effort, but we also want a lot of talent. We need some DeForest Buckners, some Navarro Bowman to go along with Sean Lee so that we can make plays. And I have a question for you. What would be, if we had to draft right now, what would be the position that you feel that we most need? Receiver, linebacker, safety, you know, defensive end? What would be your number one position, regardless of where we draft? you know, feel like you're going to get a very good player, what would be your first point of, uh, of attention for that? All Thanks, right. Guys, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Can I, can I say one thing real quick? I, I still don't believe if they you can make a definitive call and say if they would have run the ball, they'd win that game. I think when Aaron Rodgers is on the opposite side of the field, I don't think he needed more than 40 seconds, but – you know, that's just my opinion. That's a, it's a little too simplistic to say if you run the ball, you win the game, but there's more they could have done to make No, absolutely. absolutely. And, I, you know, I've agreed with the, the whole point of they should have run instead of throw the ball just because they could have taken that extra time out, and that does change how the, the Packers would have to run that last, that last drive. I'll, but, I'll, I, say this, I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. I think from, from Monday to Saturday, Jason Garrett's phenomenal at what he does, like the, the messaging and the keeping people on task. Ha! All that stuff. I don't think he's that about? I don't think he's that ah. awesome of a game day coach. Like you don't? in terms of like time management, situations, adjustments, stuff like that. Like I don't think that's his strength as a coach. When you say that though, um, I look at this defense and I, I do think well, this is gonna sound crazy because the defense has been so bad this year. But I do think that what you notice a lot um is th- at least this year, the first drive, they usually give up a score. After that, the defense tends to do whatever they do. I don't know if it's adjustments that they're making, if they're settling in or what, but it seems like they get better after that first drive. Now, of course, they still give up a ton of points, so I'm not I'm not saying this defense by any means is a great defense, but I think it does fly a little bit in the face of them not making, and I know this, this gets leveled against Marinelli as well, of them not making adjustments. I think they do, and I think they get they, – they start – they tend to show those moments when they go from – Giving up too many, giving up scores, and then kind of settling in and, and stopping, making stops. I, I mean, I'll concede that. Really, I time and game management is gotcha. the stuff that drives me crazy. But but it's most fans will only say that, and, and critics or whatever, they only really say that when they lose because sure. nobody looks at it and goes, "Great game management there." You know, how many games did they play last year where they won at the end? I mean, they had a lot of close games. They manage the game well. No one ever says, good job, Jason Garrett. Well, yeah, that's people only point it. out the negative. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, went, they had a game in Philadelphia, fourth and one. They could have kicked a field goal and, and, and take the three-point lead, or they said, you know what, we're going to go for the touchdown, and we and they did. They went, won the game, and, and that was a great job. And In hindsight, it was great game management, but it doesn't ever get put on game management until you lose it. Well, and I would argue, I don't have the – stats to back this up but i would argue and if i went back i'm confident i could find it that there's situations where you're like well 
uh, probably wasn't the best way to play that, but it does. It's a footnote because you won the game, and so the uh, obviously these things really only rise to the point where you're talking about it on a podcast if you don't win, right? Um, and I'm sure it's, there's times when they did the, exactly the right thing to do and they sure. still lost the game. Absolutely, so it, it, it works. I mean, I yeah, they would if they would run the ball. They would have had less time for Rodgers. I don't think there's a way, unless it's just a breakdown in coverage, that there's probably not a way that they lose the game there. But, you know, he's got to get to the 40. Well, but so they could kick a field goal and tie it, and then we'll see what happens. When you say breakdown in coverage, we saw that happen last year. We not, saw- not for a 70-yard touchdown is what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about if all they had was a chance for a Hail Mary. Yeah, kind of I'm play. saying Although they're we probably saw that not going to lose Packers. the game. If they would have run the ball there, they probably don't lose the game in regulation. I, I still think Rodgers could have had enough time for a field goal. And then we'll see what happens there. And maybe he misses it. I mean, he's missed two extra points. Yeah. So I would have taken my chances there. Yeah. It's a total cop-out answer, but it's true. You really can't 100% assess what you need in the draft until free agency is over and done. I mean, right now, Demarcus Lawrence is but, part of this team. He might be here on a franchise tag. He might be here on a long-term deal. He might be a Philadelphia Eagle next year. I have no idea. And not only that, but I think you also have to know who's available. Because if you're going to say, well, give me this position, well, what if that position, the player that you're getting is not as good a caliber as another position where it's a much higher caliber player, but he's available. So I think I think it I think there's a lot more you have to know than just to say well, this right. position. But but if if if, he, if you would have heard let's say that the draft is done today, we got a badass player. He is gonna be a pro bowler for the next ten years. And you say, Man, I hope he's a that's the question. That's what he was asking. Well, and and I didn't. I'm totally comfortable answering that question, even not knowing, because I think regardless of what happens in free agency, defensive end will be a need for this team. I think linebacker is probably a need for this team. Guard, and then I'll throw safety in there is probably the fourth thing. Man, I I think number one might be wide receiver. I. I let's can, see what happens in the. I mean, wait, your number one, like if you said, I can't justify it as number one. Can't either. That's hard. Tell me, tell me why. I'm not saying it's not a need, but I can't justify it as yeah. something you need to draft in the first round. Well, like you said, free agency comes first. Let's see. Let's see what the Cowboys decide to do in free agency. Let's see. You know, if they do what they do with the cornerbacks and decide, hey, we're going young, we're going to let all those guys walk. I mean, something's going to not letting guys. You're not letting guys. What walk. are you doing you're, with Desbrook? Well, I mean. But are, do you have to do a wide receiver? Like, where, what is, where's Rice right now? Is he okay. only on a one-year deal? Bryce is, is, Bryce wait, is wait. one guy out of six. Let's go to I the top. But, Let's go to the top. Dez. What are you doing with Dez? I'm keeping him. Keeping him. Just well, but him. you've talked about the fact he's cost, he's going to cost you, what, $12 million? He's going to cost about, yeah. So you got that decision to make? Terrence Williams is one on, on a, what, three-year uh, deal, three more years? I think Dez, yeah, and, Dez and Terrence are here through 2018. Okay. And then you can probably have those conversations in 2019. $12 million, though, you could – there is there – is, legitimate reason to have at least question whether they would sure. make the decision to cut him or not. Right? I would be surprised. I would too. I would be surprised too, but, and I don't know if he's the right candidate to be restructuring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't, cause you don't want to touch that just because you want to want it to run out when it runs you out. Want it to be amenable yeah. to you. Yeah. Cause I don't have it. I'm, I'm not looking at the numbers right now, but I'm reasonably confident that you can, you can part ways with him in 2019 without it's killing your cap. And so I, I don't want to restructure but you eat the 12 it. this year and just eat it, well, play him, and then have that conversation if you need to, if he's still not justifying that in two years. I believe you could save $12 million this year if you, could, if you cut him on June 1st. Is I mean, that right? Yeah, ne- I would next still year. be surprised. To yeah, I would too. Because as but, much as people want to give Dez a hard yeah. time, I still think Dez is a top, no. he's a top six or seven receiver I, in this league. And so and, and I, that's and the I going say, rate. 
and I'm not trying to cut him at all, but I think it's a decision that the Cowboys are looking at. But the thing about it, it's more than just, let's say you say you're going to save $12 million. Well, what are you also going to have to pay to get you a wide receiver in here? Yeah. yeah. Is he going right. to be better than Dez? Right. So exactly. it doesn't really make and that's, sense. All but, the all this, I mean, yeah. And You're not going to get Julio. You're not going to get Odell Beckham. Like, whoever you want to put above him, you're not yeah. going to get that guy. You can so. say you can say the same stuff about Terrence. Like, you, you could you – could, part ways with him or make it work but is is the need to upgrade that more drastic than yeah. trying to get pass rushers or line linebacker scares me because you don't know 100 percent what jalen's gonna be Jalen's gonna be great next year you hope you hope I'm but just, you don't I'm know playing. anthony hitchens is in a contract year damian wilson is nearing the end of his contract sean lee isn't getting any younger uh, so that I mean that's something that I look at as concerning if I had a chance to get a top-notch player I would want it to be a safety I just think they haven't really had I'm a good safety in so long. And, and, and if you give me an Ed Reed, is there yeah. one of those out there? Sure, Nobody. they just grow on. I'll trees. take one of those. Give me that somebody. Guy. I want that guy. Somebody that that you know is going to make a lot of plays. Is a physical player. He's going to get you know. He's just a ball hawk. Just knows where to line up and line everybody else up. Any of those coming out of college draft guy? It's I, honestly, it's too early for me to. Yeah. I don't. If I thought about it, I'm sure there. LSU is. got one of those coming down the pipe. Line. safety not probably not in 2018 but eventually um what i want probably not in the first round i want to spend like pick let's whatever let's say their third round pick is like in the 70s i want to spend that on a guard Just i'm with you on that plug and play mid i mean you know trey turner who was actually from lsu is the guy they would have drafted if they hadn't traded up for demarcus lawrence that's what I want. I'd even take a second round on, on a guy like that. Gabe mm -hmm. Jackson. I would do it. Just yeah. got a big extension in Oakland. Second round, third round pick. I would absolutely do it. Keep yeah. it coming. Yeah. Because yep. it's I, a guarantee when you get you know a guy like Chaz Green in the third round that you're he's just going to come right in and play. And I'm going to ask a crazy <laughs> so unnecessary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a crazy question though. Would, I, I, you, would, would you also? And I don't want to get too far to draft, but would you also? At what point do you start thinking kicker? about your left tackle? That's got back issues. Uh, at what point do you yeah, start thinking we got to we got to consider this because right now even if you brought in somebody they could at the worst be a swing tackle for you, I'm right? Not, yeah. I'm not ready to have that conversation. Yeah. There's not. a lot of positions. <laughs> to, to that's care that's of also here. the nature of the NFL. I, Dave, yeah. you said it best earlier this week. This NFL, it's structured so that you can't fill every position. Okay. That's how they set it up so you can't fill every position. So you always got every team's always going to have holes and you got to make tough decisions on where you want to spend your money. Okay, you can't well, spend it everywhere. That being said, you you want to get a new left tackle. I'm just asking. No. I wasn't saying that. All right, but I think I'm trying to cut all the Cowboys best players right now. Well, I am not. I'm, I'm gonna, asking that, left tackle. At some point, you got to give it a Dak too. You got to get mean. a tight end. <laughs> and that's for real. You got to get a tight end at some point, right? Man. I don't. I don't even want to have that discussion. In this episode, Nick and Derek cut Witten, Dez, and Tyron Smith. Just wipe them all off the roster. Just start over, right? It's funny because they're like. I didn't cut Jason Witten. I drafted Rico's already on the roster. Rico, thank you. There you go. Right, the future. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> you would think that the Cowboys are like two and eight with how much we're talking about this right now, but that's okay. they're not. Two Season and three. is not done, huh? Two and three. Two and three. There's a and lot more football to play, guys. And they're actually going to make the playoffs. They, well, oh. they got to have this one. That was me that said it. Yeah, they, I said it. They got to have this one if they're going to make the playoffs. You're right about that. They do need to have this. I will panic on Monday if they're not. If, if they, don't they well, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. panicking on Monday. If they lose Monday. this game, they're not going to make the playoffs. Oh. There we go. I mean, it, like, mark it down. Circle it in red. All right, so let's get to our picks. Let's get to our picks. Um, you out of time? You forgot it's Friday, didn't you? Oh. Um, I need a pick. Let's start with Amber. Amber, give me a pick for the game. 
30-28, Cowboys win. Uh, yeah, 30-28, Cowboys. And Dorian Lewis makes an interception. And it's going to be a game-changing play. That we go. That's what I'm talking about. Right. I, I got Jalen Smith getting a turnover. Um, he, I think he's going to... He's going to do the swipe? Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have a couple swipes in the game. He's going to have a couple of big plays. It's going to be his best game. Uh, that tends to happen when you got... Oh, you got Hitchens back. You got Lee back. Yeah, he's going to play really well in the game. He'll have a couple of nice plays to turn over. I think the Cowboys will win. It'll be it'll be close for a little while. I think the Cowboys will win 27-17. to 27-17. All right. Davey. Um, I'm thinking they get back to basics a little bit here. I'm expecting things from Jason Witten in this game because the 49ers defense, like I said, they, they don't impress me. They might be able to do some things against the run, which is why I look for Dak to look around. Witten should be there. He's always there. seems like they tried to get him more involved uh, after forgetting about him for a couple of weeks. So I th- think he's going to score two touchdowns. Okay. Uh, just because it, it'll be easy and it'll be there for him. And it'll be close in the fourth quarter, but the Cowboys will score and it'll be 31-17. And like people looking at home will be like, oh, they handled him. And it was actually way closer than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually think I, I'm on the same page as you on the, the Witten, but it's a different guy. It's it's more Beasley. I think it's going to be what we've seen a lot of teams do. They've tried to take those two out, especially in specific situations. I don't know that I trust that San Francisco has the personnel to be able to do that. Um, and so because of that, I think that this is going to be a game where they get Beasley going. They had two weeks to kind of figure out how to get him more involved in the offense. I think this is a week he gets going. I think the Cowboys roll. And, I, I you know, I think it will be close for a while. I, I actually think by the time you get to the fourth quarter. I don't like it when you predict that they're going to roll. You thought they were going to roll in Denver, and they laid the biggest egg I've ever Did seen. Did I say Denver? You said they were going to beat Denver. Hand. No, no, no. Wait. Go back and really? listen to the tape. Yeah. I promise you. I thought I said that one time this year, and I thought that was when I, I was talking about, I want to say it was the Rams. but I said the Rams. Though. I'm pretty sure you said that like by the fourth quarter of the Denver game, they would be well in control. I'll go pull it up. Yeah, if pull that up for me. Okay. I want to see that. But I do think I do think this game, I don't, this, honestly, I this just team hasn't earned you saying that they're going to roll anybody. What I said was, what I said was, what I said was, it would be close until the fourth quarter, and I think in the fourth quarter they pull it away. Like, All right, okay. Score. I, I think the final score is thirty-four twenty. I don't think they they shut them down, but I think it's. I don't think at the end of the game it's going to be a close game at all. Okay. Now that also flies. Right. That also flies in the face of what we've seen from San Francisco because San Francisco has lost most of their games by a very very small margin. So if 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 they, if you're to believe that, then this probably is going to be a most clo- much closer game than any of us has, have predicted. I just think the Cowboys, and, no, and maybe it's I maybe I'm giving. She predicted two points. Maybe, maybe I am giving the benefit of the doubt to the Cowboys based upon what I saw last year, and I just keep waiting for them to get back to that. See, and, that's, and I'm expecting them to get back to that. And at some point, either I'm going to have to come off of that, well, or they're going to get back to this that. week. You'll, I mean, yeah, I don't want to hear it. If they don't win this come week, off then, then I'm like, coming off of it for sure. <laughs> By next yeah. week, I'm picking the other team. Yeah, I right. doubt it. You'll, Friday Whoa. will come, and then, hey. then Derek is going to be like, no. You can't. Cowboys They're going to still win, you right? You pick both sides of the game. You can't trash talk. Nobody can talk to people. I only did that teams. one time, and it was against the Packers. And come on, guys. Seriously. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Result. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're heading off uh, to uh, San Francisco. Cowboys will kick off at 3.05 p.m. Central this Sunday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com.
Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!